trends. The interior had enjoyed no such attention. It was clean and bare and utilitarian, as it had been for nearly six decades. It was all the Air Force needed it to be. The foyer was identical to its counterpart in every such house Pruitt had been in. Ten feet by ten, eight-foot ceiling, twin security cameras left and right in the corners opposite the front door. He pictured the two officers on duty in the house, watching the camera feeds and reacting to his arrival. Then he heard a door slide open around the corner and down the hall. Sir, we weren't expecting a relief tonight. A man's voice, Adler. Pruitt had handpicked him for this post years earlier. His footsteps came down the hallway, still out of sight, accompanied by a lighter set. A second later, Adler appeared in the doorway. Past his shoulder was a woman maybe thirty years old. Pretty. Like Adler, she was a second lieutenant, though Pruitt had neither selected her nor even met her before. The name tag on her uniform read Lamb. You're not getting one, Pruitt said. I won't be staying long. Take this. Pruitt shrugged off his jacket and held it out. As Adler came forward to take it, Pruitt drew a Walther P-99 from his rear waistband and shot him in the forehead. Lamb had just enough time to flinch. Her eyebrows arched, and then the second shot went through her left one, and she dropped almost in unison with Adler. Pruitt stepped over the bodies. The hallway only went to the right. The living space of the house was much smaller than it appeared from outside. There was just the entry, the corridor, and the control room at the end, which Pruitt stepped into ten seconds after firing the second shot. The chairs were still indented with the shapes of their recent occupants. He thought he could tell which one had been Lamb's. The indentation was much smaller. A can of Diet Coke sat on a coaster beside her station. In the silence, Pruitt could hear it still fizzing. He pushed both chairs aside and shoved away the few pieces of paper that lay on the desk. Long ago, the equipment in this room had filled most of the 9x12 space. Over the years, it had been replaced again and again with smaller updates. Its present form was no larger than a laptop, though it was made of steel and had no hinge on which to fold itself. It was bolted to the metal desk, which itself was welded to the floor beneath the ceramic tiles. This computer controlled the system that occupied the rest of the house, the space that wasn't easily accessed. Pruitt could picture it without difficulty, though. He looked at the concrete wall to his left and imagined staring right through it. On the other side was the cavernous space that was the same in every house like this, whether the outside was brick or vinyl or cedar shingle. Beyond the wall was the missile bay. Pruitt took his PDA from his pocket and set it on the desk beside the computer. Next, he took out a specialized screwdriver, its head as complex as an ancient pictogram, and fitted it into the corresponding screw head on the side of the computer's case. Five turns, and the tiny screw came free. Within seconds, Pruitt had the motherboard exposed. The lead he needed was at the near end. He pulled it free and saw three LEDs on the board go red. In his mind, he saw and heard at least five emergency telephones begin to ring in and around D.C., One of them, deep in the National Military Command Center at the Pentagon, had no doubt already been answered. The response would come down on this place like a hammer, no question of it. But it would come too late, and those who responded would never guess his final intention, 
not until they saw it for themselves. He inserted the lead into a port on his PDA and switched it on. The screen lit up, the required program already running. It was one Pruitt had written himself, tailored for this purpose. The hourglass icon flickered, and then a password prompt appeared. He entered the code, a very long one, waited through another two seconds of the hourglass, and then saw the screen he'd expected. There was an input field for GPS coordinates. He pasted them in, having typed and copied them in advance, and pressed enter. A second later, the house shuddered. A heavy, continuous vibration set the floor in the desk humming. Pruitt turned to the wall. He pressed his hands and then the side of his face against the concrete, felt the animal waking up in its den. Fifty-eight years ago, the missile bay had contained a Korean War-era Nike Ajax. Pretty funny to picture it.